0: With the help of Lutheran Church Extension Fund, we were able to buy a 68-acre parcel that would provide space for us to grow for years to come. To show the love of Christ with the community, Redeemer Lutheran in Fort Collins, Colorado, started a community garden in which the congregation planted, tended, and harvested produce for local food pantries. We have been so blessed throughout the years to continue to give them thousands of pounds of produce. Read more about this generous community and subscribe at InterestTime.org. Advent is a time of anticipation and preparation for the birth of our savior. A sure sign that Christmas is coming is when we see advent calendars in the stores and our homes. If your children and grandchildren are like mine, they love to count down the days before Christmas as they attend advent services, participate in special Christmas traditions, and enjoy special treats. Advent and Christmas can be a stressful time Does starting the season early with Advent add to that stress? What are some practical ways we can minimize holiday pressure? Today, we'll discuss Advent and the Christmas season with Dr. Mary Mann-Simon. Mary is an early childhood educator consultant, and the author of many popular books. She also hosts A Moment for the Family on AM850 KFUO. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and host for today's program. Thanks, Mary, for being my guest today on Family Shield. Well, thank you, Kay. It's great to be with you. We love having you. Thank you. So as we begin, let's let our listeners know about your family. Sure. We have five grandsons,
1: and that kind of sums it all up. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) It's exciting. You know, raising girls was fun, but there was a lot of drama. Uh And so with boys, we have a lot of basketball and soccer.
0: And much more active, usually, than the girls.
1: They definitely are. And sometimes they're a lot less communicative.
0: Oh, that's with true, With girls, too. I yes. could
1: just count on them telling me how they felt and uh-huh. how everybody else felt. <laughs> um, yes. And with so. boys, you know, it's usually one word text. But at least we can communicate now using texts and email mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. FaceTime all the things that we didn't have when our kids were growing up.
0: Awesome, that is great. I'm sure you'll be sharing some stories about your family as we talk about Advent and Christmas. So why is Advent so popular?
1: You know, I think, and you mentioned Advent calendars, Kay, and they're certainly wild and weird ones, (laughs) Uh for sure. So commercialism is almost driving the popularity of Advent. There are even Advent calendars for dogs and cats. But (laughs) basically, we are looking for reasons to celebrate. We've been through the pandemic. There were so many uncertainties floating around the election year. And now there are concerns about the economy. There's worry about inflation. There are lots of negatives floating around. We need something to celebrate. And that's Advent. With Advent, if you take one of those Advent calendars, you actually can count down the days to Christmas. So we can anticipate We can look forward to something that is positive, and that balances off some of those negatives.
0: Mm. So as our radio listeners are from many denominations, mostly Christian, of course, uh, some Christian congregations don't celebrate Advent. So can you just summarize for our listeners why we celebrate Advent and what it's about? Sure.
1: Advent is all about preparing your heart for Christmas. And we talk about preparing our home, but the four weeks before Advent, and this year Advent starts on November 27th and actually ends the whole Christmas season with Epiphany on January 6th, but it's a time of preparation and then a time of celebration and then a time of sharing. So Advent really is the start of a three-part season that is a high point in the Christian year.
0: That's wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, uh, each year we hear statistics about the stress of the holidays. Does starting the season early with Advent add to our stress? Well, it can. (laughs) And Kay, you mentioned about the stress of the holidays.
1: Actually, According to one study, 88% of Americans believe that Christmas is the most stressful time of year. Mm -hmm. And at least one study suggests that it can literally give you a heart attack. But a great way to lessen that stress is identify what you want for Christmas. Now, with a Christian, as I mentioned, this can be a very easy answer. It's a time to prepare your heart. And that removes some of the stress automatically. It helps you prioritize. It clarifies your purpose for the holiday. Maybe around the edges you hope for some other things. Maybe you want to smooth out a relationship. Help a person who's new to the family make a smooth entry. Come away from the season with a sense of peace. Those are all positives around the edges. But basically, you want to celebrate the birth of Jesus as our Savior. And when you do that, and your attention is focused on that single point, a lot of the extra stuff falls off. Mm -hmm. I mean, what we did when our kids were growing up, we color-coded the calendar. And as an early childhood educator color-coding is part of my life. (laughs) Um, So anything that was focused on Jesus that would help our kids and us look at the real meaning of Christmas, that was always written in green on the calendar. And then as other things came up, whether it was the school Christmas concert, whether it was the orthodontist appointment whether it was when the soccer uniform was due to the coach, those had different colors. But right away, when we put that green color for go, that prioritized this is something important Mm. and this is something we're going to do. And right away, you see how it eliminates a lot of the extra stuff that you don't really, really need.
0: I see that, and I think that's a great way to do it. So if it's green, you know it's a high priority, and it's going to strengthen your faith and the children's faith. That's great. I was just thinking, as I talked about stress, I happen to love Christmas, always have, but it is, you know, there are things we want to get done, and, uh, and then there are a lot of activities that come up. Um, i said in our christmas letter this year that one of my favorite memories is christmas caroling with our church family around the church and having our kids with us running back and forth and it was so much great fellowship but it really was a great opportunity to sing these christmas songs that we love so much and uh, we don't go to that church anymore and our church doesn't do that but uh, uh, but that would have been a green for us so uh, that would have been that was definitely a good thing to do yeah, awesome. Any other uh, suggestions for minimizing holiday pressure? Sure. Be proactive. Look ahead now, and it's a great
1: time to do that. And this anticipate the inevitable situations that going that are going to come up, so that you can prevent the hassles. Work through the logistics. Be really, really specific. For example. You can't just put something on the calendar and think it will happen that way. It doesn't always work that way. Some of the stress times are really those, those hours around Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So you work it out. Maybe you've got a chalkboard or a whiteboard or something there in the kitchen, and you write down your specific times. You know, at the 11 o'clock service, Tom needs to usher. At the 8 o'clock service, the cherub choir sings. Then you have relatives coming for supper. When are you going to deliver cookies to the neighbors? When are you going to iron that red bow for the cherub choir? You write all these things down that need to happen. And working through that list really can minimize the stress. And as you do that... You clear the spaces and the places. You know, make sure that the kids' outfits for Christmas are all laid out, and that includes the socks with the little bows on the top and all those things that can get you caught up in feeling really panicky at the last minute. So going through these logistics very specifically And really putting down the details can be so helpful, not just to you, but for everyone in the family, and writing them out. Um, I know that we've gotten into a texting shorthand. Text the schedule to the family if that's a good way to communicate so everybody can keep
0: track but make it easier for your family by prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Very good. Thank you so much Mary. And and I I always say that organizational skills are extremely important in keeping our family going. And usually it's the mom or the dad doing that. So you you shared some great suggestions. I just told my husband I was going to text him my schedule for next week because he's out of town and it's kind of crazy and he's coming home and I don't know when. And I said, you know, having all kinds of things going on. Um, Let's talk a little bit about traditions, though. The Christmas season brings to mind our special traditions that we cherish. What Christ-centered traditions can be integrated into the holidays, Mary? We can look at two kinds of traditions, Kay.
1: One are the daily traditions that we do during the days of Advent, and the other are the specific ones that really focus on a specific day, whether that day is Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Epiphany. So looking at the daily kinds of traditions, If you had asked our kids when they were growing up, what's your favorite time of year? They probably would have said Advent, because that was a time that was designated. And even in a busy pastor's house, every day we would, whoever was there, we would light the candle, and that was always a big deal who got to blow out the candle. After we were done uh, singing around the Advent wreath, every child would pick a song for us to sing. The kids would open the doors on their Advent calendar and sometimes would read a special Advent-tide devotion. All those kinds of things just build in and create a strong family structure around a Christ-centered devotion. Some families like to add one verse of the Luke 2 gospel every day during Advent. So by Christmas, when you start with those first words of Luke 2 and you reach verse 20 and beyond, the children will have heard the entire Christmas story and will have heard it more than once or twice. And they will actually learn the entire Christmas gospel. What a great way to have a Christ-focused tradition to carry on not just to your kids, but to future generations. It's been really exciting to see our kids carry on the Advent wreath tradition and all that's connected around the Advent
0: wreath. That is fantastic. I want to make a few announcements and then we'll continue talking about Advent and the Christmas season. Family Shield Ministries is composed of Christians who care about families and the gospel, transforming lives now and for eternity. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 radio stations throughout the United States and on many podcast platforms. We also coordinate educational and outreach services that serve individuals and their families. We want to thank Larry Abbey for his monthly gift to support Family Shield radio and podcast He listens to WFXN-FM, and uh, he is a blessing to us. Thank you, Larry. To encourage our radio listeners to support us with a gift from now until the end of the year, we'll share the name of the person, family, congregation, or organization that sends us a gift. Please let us know which station you listen to when you send your gift. You can give by writing a check and mailing it to us are by going to our website at www.FamilyShieldMinistries.org. This week, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, What is Christmas? To receive it, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. Now I want to go back to my guest, Dr. Mary Man simon and we're talking about Advent and Christmas. And she was just sharing a little bit about their traditions and how they focus on Christ. Any other traditions that come to mind, Mary?
1: Certainly one that is really popular with kids who um, kind of breathe technology today and for whom it's so easy to turn on a phone it's really neat to just put the phone on the table and tape your child reading the Christmas story. Then um, every year, as you put that in kind of a saved place in your phone, listen to that tape, and then tape the child reading it again with the next year and the next year. And you will have a precious memory through the years of how your child grew up with Jesus at Christmas time. It's just an easy thing to do. It only takes a couple minutes, and these tech-centric kids love it. Um, there are other things you can certainly do that make those precious memories. Always have the oldest person in the family read the Luke 2 Gospel before the Christmas dinner. Um, now is the time to think about what you want to have happen for Christmas and then plan it. Because what's happened with the shifting times and family priorities now is that the mission field might be across our Christmas dinner table. We might have people in our own family who really don't know Jesus as their Savior. So think through this opportunity to really use the Christmas traditions that you might be sharing right at your dinner table, how that can help people grow with Jesus. It's a wonderful opportunity.
0: It sure is. and there are so many opportunities in our extended families. Uh, usually, and I know in our family there's a a couple. Uh, that married into the family, that uh, don't go to church and don't have a relationship with Christ. So that should be a high priority, but yet always done in a loving way. And Christmas is such a great time to share our faith. Uh, So much of our focus, of course, is on Christmas Day as we prepare for, for the birth of Christ. As Jesus' birthday, that is appropriate. But how do we expand the vision of the holiday without losing the Christ child? And you've been sharing many wonderful suggestions to keep it focused on Christ. But what else can you share?
1: Well, we have this three-part approach. The Advent is you prepare for the coming of Jesus. Christmas is Jesus has come. And Epiphany, which is often forgotten, Mm -hmm is when we can shine like stars to proclaim the Christmas gospel. Uh, In the weeks of Advent, our kids really enjoyed the March to the Manger, and actually I wrote a book by the title, March to the Manger, Mm. which shared this tradition, and it's really easy, and it's fun for kids of all ages. In the days before Christmas, you take the manger figures that will end up on Christmas Day, at the creche set, maybe you have it on your mantle or under the tree, and you march them through the rooms of your house. So every day, the figures of the manger march closer. Our kids always thought, actually our son always thought, it was funny when the sheep and the cow and the oxen landed on the windowsill in the bathroom. That was always a hilarious time for our son, (laughs) but... What you're doing is you're building in that anticipation for celebrating the birth of Jesus. Your selection of indoor and outdoor decorations makes it really easy to answer this question. Can anybody coming to our house see something that tells that we celebrate the birth of Jesus? Here in Florida, where we've lived for the last almost five years, We have um, a manger outside which reflects on the pond in front of our house. And that is our witness to the neighborhood, that people don't have to wonder what we celebrate in December. It's pretty clear when they see that reflection of the manger on the pond. So you look for those kinds of opportunities that are those organic kinds of ways to just share what's important to you. There's no other time of year when Jesus is so visible in a secular world. You know, we walk into a store and Christmas carols, mm-hmm. the, the kind you were talking mm-hmm. about, okay those are playing on the music. Right. That can trigger a discussion. When you see a lonely neighbor, invite them to church. It's so easy. You know, you say, I know you can't, your son can't come this Christmas. We'll be glad to pick you up for Christmas Eve services. And even how, you, how and what you purchase for Christmas gifts, you know, you choose God-honoring gifts. Before you shop them all, consider what kind of Christmas Christ-centered gifts you can buy Um, there's more than holy hardware (laughs) and sunday school prizes that are available that tell the real meaning of christmas
0: absolutely well let's talk just a little bit more about how we can reach out with the gospel and god's love Uh, in our family and even beyond uh, you've begun you talked about several things we can do, but but I think it's important that people really seriously, first of all, pray about who they might be led to share Christ with during the holiday season or beyond, and then some additional ways that they can do that in their own family, yes, but even beyond neighborhood uh, people that they meet during the holidays. Uh, just to share a little bit more. Sure. Um, There are so many opportunities to serve, and at
1: this time of year, your gift of time Mm. will never be more appreciated because everybody knows that the moments just seem to flip by and then Christmas will be here. But if you designate that you're going to visit someone, if you're going to deliver the pumpkin bread you made, and you're going to do it in person. That makes a huge impact. I know our children look back on the pictures in the picture books of our little red wagon, and we would take deliveries around to the neighborhood. Um, You ask for names of shut-ins to visit. Ask the Sunday school teacher or the choir director, how can I help? Reaching out with your gift of time at this busy season can make more of a difference than putting in that extra money in the offering plate because you're giving yourself. You know, we think of God giving his son, Jesus, for us at Christmas. This is an opportunity for us to give ourselves to others, too.
0: Absolutely. And th- thank you so much. Those are great suggestions. And and you just brought up, and I, I had a note, make sure we share the message of God's love through Christ, because through our radio ministry especially, uh, and even the podcast, many times people find our programs, and they're not at all in a relationship with Christ. So we, we want to, uh, we, we know we're, we're, Christmas is celebrated by many people that have no knowledge of who Christ is or what he's done for us. Can you just share a little bit more about that with our listeners?
1: Yes, because Christmas really, as you mentioned, Kay, can be a launching point. Yes. Um, God opens so many doors at Christmas. We need to be ready to go through the ones that he opens. And that means that we can look at routines that might change around the holidays, to open up new opportunities. It's a great time to start new family patterns. For example, if you made time during the busy days before Christmas, during Advent, for daily devotions, you know what? You can still do that after Christmas. So it's a great opportunity to just start some new traditions. I think the one thing we really need to remember is that Don't expect perfection. Mm. We need to keep our expectations realistic. You know, if your 4-year-old is coming down with a cold on December 23rd, he's going to be cranky. If your 8- and 10-year-olds have been in the middle of a strong sibling rivalry (laughs) during the last couple months, it's not going to stop at Christmas. There's only one thing that's perfect about Christmas, and that's the fact that Jesus was sent to earth by God to forgive our sins. Mm-hmm. And we celebrate his birth at Christmas. That's the only perfection at Christmas. You know, Mary and Joseph, they probably would not have said the first Christmas was perfect either.
0: No, they <laughs> wouldn't, would they? But our perfection is in Jesus. hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very good. We have one minute left, Mary, and I'm going to let you share just a closing thought with our listeners.
1: Yes. Identify the uniqueness of Christmas 2022. Developmentally, what can your child do this year that he couldn't do last year? How will your children's activities their work schedule or travel plans impact your celebration of Christmas? No other Christmas is going to be exactly like this one. Focus on what's going to be really special, and then remember to prioritize what really matters. Thanking God for the gift of His Son, Jesus, our Savior.
0: All right. Again, my guest has been Dr. Mary Man Simon. Uh, it's been wonderful visiting with you, Mary, and um, uh, I hope the listeners will uh, check out some of her books, and there are many of them, and also uh, tune in to uh, a moment for the family on uh, KFUO. This is Kay Meyer with Family Shield, and we're thankful that you've been listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.org. Again, we wish you a blessed Advent and Christmas season. You've been listening to Family Shield a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.